Hey guys, welcome to the Brain Bugger Podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about creepy pastas, but first there is a very um, large, important uh, current event going on that um, that Brent's gonna. Brent has um, some things that we're going to say about uh, our support for the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So as I'm sure most of you know, maybe some of you who are our international listeners aren't familiar, but I feel like most people know what's going on right now in the U.S. with the protests and the riots that have come out of um, the murder of uh, George Floyd and, you know, among other crimes that have happened of police brutality and uh, Mm. innocent black people being murdered by police and it's led to obviously tons of unrest and everyone's you know it's a really frustrating difficult time right now but um as a podcast we want to just kind of like put it out there like as allies you know that you know it's really important to do whatever you can to help with this right now because it's i i could be honest for myself it's been really fucking me up recently it's just like yeah kind of taken over like my consciousness like it's like what I think about all day. Every it's time hard I go on Twitter sleep or Instagram, right it is. I slept like shit last night. To be honest with you, it's one saying, of those but- things where like I don't even like I care. Like I don't really care about politics, but like this is one thing where it's like, oh, this, this is really infuriating. Yeah, and the sad thing for me is like this shouldn't be political. You know, like yeah, yeah. people are losing their lives for no real reason other than racism and systemic uh, oppression and. You know, just like uh, militarization of our police forces, and I don't know like how it happened, but it's some. I mean, it's weird. You know, it feels like you know, growing up, you heard like, oh, the civil rights movement, and like we fixed all this stuff, and clearly we have not. Clearly, the problems yeah. persist, and we're just living through it again. And you know, obviously. As a podcast of three white guys, you know, <laughs> we're not necessarily the best people to speak on this matter. But at the same time, we can't be silent because by being silent, it's just part of the problem. So if you're looking, if you're like me, you know, who's like on Twitter, just seeing all of these peaceful protests that are turning into riots because of, you know, excessive force and just like really frustrating stuff to see. And you're wondering, like, what can I do to help, you know? I'm sure we're all feeling like that right now. Um, other than obviously protesting, which if you have the ability to do so, you know, by all means do so. And again, try to be there as an ally is there to, you know, stand up for your fellow man and, you know, for black people and people of color, you know, don't make this about you. You know, I know, I understand we're all frustrated and angry, but try to be there as an ally to like help stand up for your fellow people and to honestly help protect them through these protests and stuff. So right. if you're going to do that, by all means do that. That's amazing. But if you're looking for some other ways to help too, if like maybe you can't get to a protest, there's nothing near you. Um, you just don't have the ability to, for whatever reason, obviously we also have a global pandemic happening right yeah. now on oh, yeah. top of all this that. as if it wasn't bad enough, as if it wasn't bad enough already. We got that going on too. And for <laughs> whatever reason, if that's, you know, th- there's other things you can do. There's this great website that uh, was compiled that called uh, blacklivesmatters.card.co, and the card is with two R's, and it has tons of links to, like, petitions, uh, phone numbers for, like, representatives and stuff that you can call or text, um, places to donate money, resources for if you do plan on protesting, like, things you should know going into it, 
you know, to prepare yourself. Um, and tons of really useful information. Um, we have that linked um, in mm-hmm. our most recent post um, on our Instagram, which is at BrainBoggled. I also shared it on our Twitter, which is at BrainBogglePod. So please go check that out. I made some donations myself today to Black Lives Matters, Matter and um, a couple nice. other charities about like rebuilding, you know, black owned businesses and some of these yeah. communities that have been affected by, you know, the rioting and all that stuff. Isn't there, um, uh, there was one donation, like, I don't know if it's on the website that you had specified, but there was a donation link where you could help, um, pay for legal fees. Um, yes. There's, there's, for there's people ton- who have been wrongly arrested and stuff. Yes. Yes. There's, t- if you, there's a button for donate and they, they list tons of charities. Honestly, it can be a little overwhelming, but you know, if you find something that speaks to you specifically, anyone you can give to you is super helpful. So do that. There's like a whole section specifically on like bail funds for people who've been wrongly arrested. And also just like the NAACP and ACLU. These are other great organizations that will help in this matter. And then, you know, just, you know, just like keep paying attention to what's going on. Use your voice, use your social currency. If you see someone saying something that is ignorant or doesn't, you know, use your voice to, tell them that like what you're saying is wrong or racist and here's why and you know there's also great resources within the within the website that i listed that helps explain some of that stuff because like you know again you're talking as a bunch of white guys here like <laughs> we only know this stuff you know as much as we can learn from you yeah. know our our you know the people within our community who've experienced it yeah so there's some great resources just to like even explain like in like really kind of clear terms like what we're doing with here so that if you get into these conversations and you know you feel like you're not equipped to like articulately explain like why this is important it kind of does a good job of doing that for you and kind of teaching you why it's important and ways to sort of have those conversations with people and then lastly i would say you know we've talked about this on the podcast before but voting when november comes around Look around at all the politicians who we have in office right now who are either complicit in what's happening right now by endorsing it, you know, endorsing, you know, excessive police force in these protests, which, again, most of these protests have started peaceful and turned violent when the police came in and started acting violently towards the protesters. So if you know, you know, if you're a state, there's like a representative or senator or even down to the city levels and stuff, if you know people, you know, if you're following along and seeing who's, you know, on the wrong side of this, use what power you have as a citizen to vote those people out and put people in place who will support these issues, you know, of restructuring our police force in a way that's about, you know, serving and protecting the people again and not about this weird you know, army of oppression that they, it's turned into. And it's sad to see that that's like where we're at now, where these are, you know, these, you know, bodies are supposed to be protecting us, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of just turned into this sort of the police versus the people thing. And it doesn't have to be that way. There we, there are ways we can fix that. And so we need to be pushing for that. Not, all, not just justice, you know, for every time, like one of these horrible things happens where someone gets murdered unnecessarily, Yep. But also to put the the things in place that we need to so that we don't have to go to the streets and protest and then have it turn into a riot every time this happens, mm-hmm. you know. And we need to keep the ball rolling, too, after this. Like, it can't end here. You know, it's it's in this day and age, it's hard to 
to you know get caught up you get caught up in like these trends and things going on online and um this is something that you know once the trend is over it doesn't end for a lot of people and so we need to keep it going exactly and, and just yeah you know keep our voices heard and uh mm-hmm. support and um, our fellow man like brent said something that brain boggled that we've that that us as a podcast as a as a, as a group as a community i don't even know if we are a community but um uh, something that we try to preach is um, just like be loving. Like don't like like there's not enough time in your life to waste with hate. You know, like there's no point. Hate it's a, in any form. It doesn't bring anything good. Like you might like you might as well just love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um. So thank you, Brent. Um, yeah, yeah. Well put, Brent. Well Absolutely. Put. Yeah, that was really uh, way better than I could have said it. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, this has taken up almost my entire mental real estate for the last <laughs> week and a half. And I it's know, honestly, making me very depressed and sad. But like, we got to keep forging forward, and you know, again, yeah. just like using what little bit of you know platform that we have to just kind of like push this out there and like to mm. be allies and support this movement because like. I don't want to look back at in 40 years and then feel, see this happening again and be like, I was there when this happened the last yeah. time yeah. and I learned about it in school <laughs> the first time it happened before that, you know, yeah. I want to be able to say that within, you know, my lifetime that this is the last time Agreed. that we had to go through this. Agreed. So let's hope. So now that we've taken care of that, fun business let's have a little fun because i'm sure people need distractions as much as the rest of us so <laughs> yes, let, yes. Let's, let's talk about something fun now yes. so um uh why don't we uh f- introduce ourselves yeah um, oh boy. so i am your jeff the killer j jack oh nice nice i looked one up before just to make sure i was <laughs> oh, ready dang you, i am i am your ben drowned b oh Brent. we're gonna talk about ben drowned oh cool, dang cool. it uh, I am your blue version B, Bobby, because I know there's some blue version uh, Pokemon creepypasta out there somewhere. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Pokemon creepypastas. I miss, actually don't. Miss I, yeah, miss. I don't. I don't have any of those. Um, but well, it's okay because you... there's not a lot of substance to them. So yeah, well, there's just like well, actually, there is a, like if you. I don't know if they were ever proven fake, but like. We'll talk about this more when we get into when I talk about subgenres of 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 stuff. I'm getting way ahead of myself. So, as I said at the beginning, um, if that is kept in, it might be I don't know. But we're talking about creepy pastas <laughs> um, today, and you might be saying, "Hey, wait, Jack, didn't like a few episodes and like a few? I mean, it was probably like it was probably like thirty episodes ago at this point. <laughs> um, didn't you trash on creepy pastas?" Um, cause I think I did. I think I was like, cause, well, I, cause I referred to SCPs as creepy pastas, but good. Um, <laughs> Jack. right. I and well, so, oh no, I referred to it as fan fiction, but good. That's what yeah. it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, so we got a very specific review about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Hey, we still got four stars. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah thanks yeah, yeah. Warren. So not all. Okay. So not all fan fiction is trash you know but <laughs> just like any amateur scene amateur and a large a large group of amateur anything is not gonna be you know the best thing you've ever seen um so <laughs> creepy pastas are um are like scps but 
worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is really which you're is, digging which, yourself which, into a deeper hole. No, I don't care. I'll be in the hole that creepypasta is trash. I'll be in this hole because creepypasta, like, the majority of them are trash. And it is really frustrating that creepypastas have been so popular in mainstream media and not SCPs because SCPs are so much better than any creepypasta <laughs> out there. Um, you take the worst SCP ever written is better than the, than freaking Slender Man. It's better than Ben Drown. It's better than all of them. Um, all right. So, what are creepy pastas? Yeah, Jack. Uh, what creepy pastas? So you're probably like, what the heck does that word even mean? You creepy? got you got your shell pastas. Those are creepy. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. your little swirly boys. You got your those, angel those hair pastas. And I don't oh, trust angel bow hair. Ties. That's the creepiest name. Yeah. Isn't that a creepy? Angel hair is the creepiest name, but angel hair is like the best pasta ever. But it's also creepy because it's like really thin and like, whoa. I love know? angel Spooky. hair. It's like you're eating um, spider legs. I, I like a penne. I'm a I'm a penne guy. What can I say? Personally, penne, pennes are good. Personally, mm. I like. Um, uh alfredo pasta primavera oh i like um tortellini (laughs) and ravioli but they never make gluten-free versions of them it's hard to find gluten-free true like a knocky and knocky yeah yeah anyway that has nothing to do with what creepy pastas (laughs) are um so the the word creepy pasta comes from an older word that brent might know um called copy pasta Um, oh okay and so you know, a copy pasta. I I've heard the term. I can't yeah. say I'm super familiar. The with term the origin. Term, it was popular in the late '90s to early um early 2000s. Nowadays, we would just probably refer to a copy pasta as a meme, like in general. Although it is a more specific type of meme. So, the word copy pasta comes from copy and paste um so they would be like short stories like either a few sentences or there'd be some that would be really long and that would be like the joke behind them but what they are is it's a phrase a story or whatever that you caught that you you just copy and paste it somewhere um a famous copy pasta that i can remember off the off the top of my head is um the one it starts everyone knows it starts as what did you say to me you little shit um and it's this one it's called the sniper copy pasta because it's this long like drawn out thing about this dude who's like it's like i'm i'm a top ranking sniper in the u.s marines i have over 300 confirmed kills to my name like i could have you like it's 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 like a meme response when someone like roasts you 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 like you 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 copy paste it um gotcha it sounds like the plot of american sniper right (laughs) yeah like like it's literally like describing the american sniper in that movie like that's what the copy pasta is um so they get they get copied in like twitch chat on stream social media youtube comments um various meme formats so we basically we just we would just refer to a copy pasta as a meme now like memes in themselves are kind of like copy it's it's they're almost synonymous because meme is um a me a definition of a meme is something that like gets copied and spread everywhere right um and when we talked about scps there is a um they have a mematic term, which means something that spreads very easily. Um, they use mematic agents to spread information really quickly. Um, so you take copy pasta, but you take a copy pasta and make it horror. So people started calling them creepy pastas, um, mm. and that's where we get that's where we get the uh, term from. 
Um, Makes sense. I can track with that. Yeah. So the word copy pasta was originally coined on 4chan's slash X slash forum, which is a paranormal um board in 4chan it, we've we've talked about 4chan a few times but quickly if you don't know what 4chan is it's a website that has multiple um board like messaging boards almost um where and they're and they're topic based so slash x is a paranormal one um there's slash p which is a political one uh there's a whole bunch of other ones um so that's uh where this this term because people would post real paranormal stories and some people would post these creepy pastas and so they mm. people started using the term creepypasta to determine actual actual quote unquote actual paranormal stories with creepypastas. Um right. That makes sense. Yeah, so I've I've never actually known any of that, and that's uh I've always yeah, known what a creepypasta yeah. was, but um so they were posted on 4chan and the original the creepypasta website, the official website, was made in 2010 with the creepypasta wiki and the subreddit r slash no sleep which is kind of like a it's like a, it's a it's a scary story subreddit it's essentially just where where you post creepypastas on reddit um those came out in 2010 uh so the genre's history is pretty hard to pin down because creepypasta is a term that's used it's a blanket term used to describe multiple stories that when creepypastas were starting, they initially weren't like posted in relation to each other. And so it's it's hard to point out like, oh, where is the first creepypasta? Um, in 2010, the New York Times actually covered um, covered creepypastas in, in an issue of Time magazine. Uh, and the writer of that article theorized that creepypastas could be argued to have started as early as the 90s with those chain email scams that would be like um i got i remember these when i was little they would be like oh send these to like 15 people or um or like your family's gonna die i hated those those were they were really scary i literally Um, thought that if i didn't send those to like to eight friends that a creepy man with a knife would walk out of my like closet because that's what it said Dude, I like sometimes I would I just had like friends that who when I first got my email, I was like, Ooh, I was using it like it was freaking like texting. Um, <laughs> I was just like email people and I, I thought it was the funnest thing ever. Um, so some people consider uh, to the early 90s to be when they started. Um, there was another article in the Daily Dot. Was it in the Daily Dot? Yeah, another another writer for the Daily Dot um, claims that Ted the Caver is the first actual creepy pasta. It was posted to a literal Angel Fire website. Yes, in wow. in in two thousand and one. Favorite form of website was it? Was it my <laughs> hockey encyclopedia website that I started on Angel Fire? Yeah, back in yeah, dude, that's where that's where Ted the Caver was posted. Nineteen ninety nine, dude. Hockey facts. No, you were Daily? actually doing that before. Before yeah, creepy like, Wingretzky scored four goals in a game <laughs> in 1984 when he played for the Edmonton Oilers in against the Chicago Blackouts. That's so funny. Yep. Brent, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't so, sell the rights to that website to like the NHL or something. I know that would have been. That's like one of those stories where it's like, yeah, I just had some URL that they wanted. Yeah, I know. The funny thing too is that like I never shut that website down. 
it might still be on a database somewhere like or like a server <laughs> there are a like few i don't website know website databases where they're just it, like it might still exist i can't tell you what the url was because i don't remember but <laughs> so jack just a quick question yeah what is ted the caver are we gonna talk about that because i've never heard of it um we're not gonna go into detail but the, the synopsis of ted the caver is it's this guy ted who mm. is a caver or a spelunker or whatever yeah, spelunk yeah he goes spelunking um and like him and his friends go caving in mm. this this system um somewhere and like a bunch of paranormal things happen i think they all die Ooh. um every except for ted probably every single creepypasta like a lot of the uh the ones around 2010 because 2010 was really like it was the the, the peak of creepy pastas because yeah. they were being they're being featured in mainstream media um this is when the 2010 era is when all of the like popular ones came out sonic exe came out in like 2012 2013 um ben drowned came out in 2010 um slenderman i uh, when was slenderman first posted i don't have this um slenderman i believe was around um 2010 when it was first posted 2009 yeah he was yeah so slenderman was originally created in 2009 so you have all this stuff and it's being covered by the new york times and freaking time magazine like this random like website it like it, sure. it almost essentially it was as if like if brain boggled was maybe like if brain boggled was like more popular um like if we maybe had like ten thousand average viewer listeners per episode um, that would be like if at that point we had been covered in Time magazine just for like no reason. Like Oh, interesting. It was it was super weird. Um Goals. the other Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was at the peak and it started to decline in 2012 because of uh our boy Slenderman, um which is uh kind of a tragic story so we can get into we can start talking about specific um creepy pastas now yay um, i'm so excited <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm so, sorry um so, so popular crazy. yeah so we're gonna start off by talking about the slender man um yeah. probably the most famous creepy pasta of all time like some people don't even know that he originated on creepypasta like that's how much he's he's um expanded past this um slenderman and a lot of other um creepypastas too are oftentimes the basis for what we did our second ever episode about ARGs augmented reality games oh and um so it's theorized that uh slenderman's popularity skyrocketed with this one specific arg called marble hornets and we talked about them in our arg episode because they were one of the they were one of the first args like when they were first posting people legitimately didn't know if if it was like fake or or not um which is exactly what uh they wanted it was essentially like supposed to be a video format of a creepypasta is um is what args are before they grew into their own um sort of genre because at that point they weren't really a a game because there wasn't really anything to like figure out um they they were just like showing you the story whereas later args you like 
they were expecting you to participate in like the real world and find clues in the real world. Yeah. Um, right. But if you want to hear about ARGs, go listen to that episode. Great episode. So, so Marble Hornets made their thing about Slenderman. Slenderman got super popular. Um, he is basically like he's this tall, lanky, eyeless, faceless. He like has a mouth like sometimes. Um, he's got long like black fingers. He's like associated with with eldritch horror a lot and is like a stalker type thing. So he'll he'll watch from a distance for a really long time. Um, TV static is associated with him uh, and 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 like demonic corruption. He basically just like kidnaps people and like kills them. It, like it's so like the creature's motives are so poorly written, just like every yeah. other freaking creepy pasta basically <laughs> um but um a big a big thing that people point to for the decline of creepypastas because creepypastas have like in the past 10 years have become it's it's essentially creepy is just a meme at this point yeah um yeah. it's a dead meme there was, for sure <laughs> yeah there was a if you're gonna write a creepypasta instead shoot to get one of your stories accepted as an scp because that would be cool Mm. um in 2014 uh we have a very horrific incident referred to as the slender man stabbing we're talking about this yeah we're gonna talk about the slender man there's an hbo docuseries about it that i had watched um yeah it's it's a it's a disturbing stuff it's messed up Uh, it's messed yeah so the Slenderman stabbing, you might have heard of it if you were around in 2014. Um, or if you're six years old listening to this podcast, good on you. Yeah, what's up, you cool baby? <laughs> you probably shouldn't be listening. <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you're six years old listening to this part, turn around now. Bam reference. What's up, you cool baby? Um, so basically what happened was there were three girls in Wisconsin who were they were quoted as being best friends but it seemed like these other two girls the the two attackers were best friends and just like met this third girl um but maybe they were a group of tri- uh, a trio um but these two girls were having a sleepover with their third friend um and the three girls went out into the woods and two of them held down the third one while she was stabbed 19 times um, in Oof. her arms, legs, abdomen. Um, she was then left there, and the two other girls said that they were going to go get help and come back for her, and they never came back. She eventually dragged herself through the woods to a trail and was rescued by a cyclist, um, and she actually survived. Mm-hmm. Which That's is like very the good one news. good part of the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How old were they? Weren't they uh, like eleven or something? They were twelve. They were all twelve. That's crazy. Um, and so it was <laughs> it was when they were apprehended, one girl was described as not having any sort of remorse at all, and another girl said she was guilty, but the 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 desire to appease Slenderman was higher than the guilt that she had for stabbing her her best friend so the the backstory behind what happened is these these girls were obsessed with slender man and they believed that he was real and they thought that slender man had demanded of them that they need to prove to the world that slender man is real and in order to do that 
they need to kill their best friend. And if they don't kill their best friend, then Slenderman will kill their families. So in order to protect their families, they were like, we're going to kill our best friend for Slenderman. He's going to come and take us as as his wards. And we're going to learn and train and be his minions. And we're going to live in his big mansion that's in um, they, it was in the Chequamo, Czech, Chequamigon Nicolette National Forest, which is in Wisconsin. And they were like, yeah, that's where his mansion is. He's going to take us to live there. Um, so both of these little girls were found not guilty on basis of insanity. Uh, and they have, uh, they, to this day, I believe, still reside in um, a psychiatric ward. Yeah, I was going to say, they uh, were sentenced, though, for, like, mandatory psychiatric, psychiatric yeah, treatment, from my yeah, memory, were, of the docuseries. They were put into a into a psych ward, or I don't know if psych ward is the correct term anymore, but yeah. that's yeah, what it, you know, a psychiatric I think they hospital. Call, they call it a, a loony bin, I believe, is the, oh, the, yeah, that's the nomenclature, the loony term. bin. The, sh- the, sh- the shrink. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do they call it? Rich people jail sometimes? Isn't that one of them? <laughs> Well, I think uh, those are actually different types of penitentiaries that like are like, oh, okay, okay. not like a normal prison that regular people go to. <laughs> yeah. So that happened, um, which was really terrible. And a lot this caught this this event caused a lot of people to a lot of controversy about the mm. effects that the Internet has on the youth and 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 developing young minds and stuff. Um, right. And personally, having grown up with the Internet. Um, I don't think growing up with the internet is good for kids. <laughs> I don't think it I is. I agree. I agree. I also don't think that the internet or, um, I don't think that like call of duty is to train kids to become soldiers at the same time. Yeah. Um, the, but I do like, think the internet is kind of unhealthy. I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably like a little too much stimulation all the time and, I don't think we'll ever truly know like the full effects of it until like years down the yeah. line when like, we actually have like some better like long term studies is, of the mental yeah. health of Definitely. that it has. But um, yeah, I'd be my very personal belief. Yep. It, this is just I don't speak I don't speak for for the pod as a whole. This is not an official stance. My personal belief is that the cons of having access to the internet outweigh the pros, at least with the way that um, internet education goes on right now i really do think that i mean obviously i when i when i was in elementary school like the internet wasn't like nobody was really thinking about like the internet wasn't prevalent when i was because you know i was in middle school in um let's see i graduated in 2017 which means i was in fourth grade in what 2010 um like before you know like 2010 was still like I, I would say 2010 was when the internet really like that's sort like of right found... around that was only a couple of years after Facebook started I think yeah I'm trying to remember YouTube, YouTube started what, 2007, in like 2008 yeah YouTube started in 2008 like at, like mm-hmm. all of the big name things on the internet were just getting started um but like I feel like we probably need to educate people like they're just straight up in middle school like maybe in like elementary school you need to have like a social media class like. Mm-hmm. I think kids need to be educated about the dangers of social media and about how toxic of a place they can be and about like it make maybe I don't know maybe it's not the school system's place to do that maybe it's a parent's position to do that but like it's a tricky conversation I think there's probably some elements of truth to where you're saying there but 
uh, like a lot of things, you know, education is like probably a little bit behind the times when it comes to that sort of thing. So there's a lot yeah. of catching up to do. Yeah. And again, there's well, still like, so much kind of unknown that like we really don't fully understand like everything we're doing because it's all happening so fast, you know? Yeah. And it's like my mom didn't, my mom was never like something parents, current parents, um, like we're just now, I think getting into the point where parents, um, uh, where, where where these types of people are starting to become parents but like my mom you know wasn't di- didn't have to be a teenage girl in middle school when facebook and instagram existed yeah you know right. so like she doesn't understand like what what kind of a place social media can be for middle schoolers and high schoolers and that sort of stuff um and i mm-hmm. think like a lot of like people who are in the teaching positions just haven't but haven't been in that position and just don't really know but as I mean, we go i don't the even future, know probably i don't even know what it's like to have social media in middle school because i i didn't get social media until i was in high school and so yeah you know i i can't imagine what it would have been like when i was a kid just like running yeah. Yeah, the woods I mean, with my friends having social media yeah we, we had we had myspace when i was in high school like that started yeah. like around like my like senior year of high school maybe like junior year or something like that yeah Mm. and i don't know it it was very you know primitive and very curated because you had to like accept who was like your friends and stuff and it was just about like it was very different where it was like you just kind of like made your page like here here's my little playlist of music you can check out and like (laughs) here's my 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 little bio and my little profile picture but like it was like very different i wasn't like the, the level of interaction was yeah, I don't know. It, it's 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 weird how it's kind of like changed so quickly into. Well, you're connected yeah, to the it's... world now, you know. Like you can see what's mm-hmm. going on everywhere, whereas before mm-hmm. it was a small circle of your friends. And also, and... just like the social media platforms themselves are so kind of like putting things in your face too that you're not necessarily looking to have there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's like, true. You yeah. get like advertising and stuff, and like they're showing you things that they think you might want to see, or like. Like, oh, you looked at a post that, like, was in some way related to this subject. So here's, like, 40 more posts that are related to that. And it just, like, inundates you with, like, so much stuff that, like, it's very easy to, like, kind of get sucked into this weird, like, bubble view that's of why your it's world scary for from kids a social media it. perspective. That's why yeah. it's scary for kids to have it because, like, you know, when you're young, your your brain is still developing. And you're you're, like, you can very easily be influenced by things that you see um yeah like if you don't if 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 you stay like if you you know grow because because not many people you know grow up moving around the world everywhere so like if you grow up like most people do just staying in one town and your only window into other people's lives in the outside world is through a social media lens like that can be very um harmful about uh not not all the time, obviously, with proper education, like you you can come to an understanding. Um, but yeah, so that started. So the uh, the Slenderman stabbing started a big a big debate over the effects of the internet on children, and it inspired a movie which came out in 2018, 2019, um, that was shot in Massachusetts. Actually, um, it was shot around here. It was called um, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, it was inspired by the Slenderman stab. Could you imagine oh my <laughs> if there was an interview with like with like the Russo brothers 
<laughs> and one of them was like, yeah, we were just really inspired by the 2014 Wisconsin tragedy, the Slender Man <laughs> stabbing. And that's why we wanted to make Thanos get all the Infinity Stones. It's like, I don't... Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty steps. one for one, honestly. If anything, it's kind of hack. <laughs> um, but no, the movie was actually called Slender Man. And it, um, yeah. one of my friends from high school uh, was in the movie. What? Really? Um, she's not credited in it. And she's not uh, on the IMDb page for it. Is she an extra? But, or? Um, I think she was an extra. She gotcha. was able to. She was able to tell us that she was in a movie but was it was in an NDA and couldn't tell us what the movie was until later. And then when it came out, um, this was like months prior to when the movie came out. And then mm. she posted on her Snapchat story a picture of the poster, and it said, hey, I'm in that. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is the movie she was in that she couldn't talk about. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Like, so We all know someone who would just like happen to be like a background artist in a movie because I had a friend who was in the background of Little Women, the new version with Saoirse Ronan and uh, uh, what? what? Yeah, he was he was like one of the okay, background Little Women. First off, this newest iteration of Little Women. I heard it's is... really good. I still haven't seen it yet. Oh my god, Brent, you have to see it. It is so. I, I definitely will. Good, I'm dude. waiting for it to come to like a platform where I don't have to pay for it. But oh yeah, a streaming service or something. <laughs> my dude, sister yeah. keeps trying I... to get me to watch it. Oh my god, guys, it is legitimately like my, one of my top ten favorite movies after seeing it. It is so good. It is. That's so... a pretty ringing endorsement. I definitely have to it's watch ch- it for sure. Like you just like it's just a movie that you 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 can't you like you just fall in love with it like you just love it you can't help but love it um it's just such a good like it's such a like good movie like not like good as in like quality of film it's like a feel-good movie it's a morally good movie it's amazing Um, Honestly, maybe I'll shell out the money. I could use a feel good movie right around now. <laughs> it's such the a feel good. Well, the last movie I little... watched was. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, oh, I was just gonna say it's uh, a little bit feel bad, but it's mainly feel good. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I saw the uh, w- the one that came out in the nineties before. Oh, so, yeah. Like so I, you I, know, I still you know I know the, the beats, you know. Yeah. But I was gonna say the last movie, new movie I watched was uh, Midsummer. <laughs> so that was not right. necessarily oh, a feel good movie. <laughs> Yeah, um, though, a good it, movie, but it, not a feel-good movie. Not though. All that's a feel-good. There's, there's, like there's an interesting wrinkle to it where you can read sort of what happens in the end as a good thing. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That that's a whole nother podcast. It's a feel-weird <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we we might do one on that. Um, Maybe a bonus episode. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually been two movies made about Slenderman. One really? is yeah. One is like the movie special, um, the Marble Hornets. Um, the the web series made a a, a movie, um, mm. or like a, a short of some sort. That's um, very nice. I Jack. I, I wasn't really re- mm. able to glean what the exact like production was. If it had a theatrical release, I like couldn't find much. It had an IMDb page, so it it it's you know some some thing of note. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's basically all we have about Slenderman for right now. I don't want to get too deep into it because we might. Slenderman is honestly has enough that you could do an entire um, episode on him. Yeah, sure. Um, which we might do. Uh, let's hear some so, other creepy pastas. Yeah, let's hear about some other creepy ones. Um, so this one is actually one that I both is 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 one of my favorites and one of my least favorites. 
um because the concept behind it is so cool but the way it's written is atrocious it like not only that it, it not only is it just like like the syntax is bad the word choice is bad there's spelling and grammar errors throughout oh the whole thing like the it, it's called the russian sleep experiment <gasps> i you love the russian sleep experiment this is this is another really um popular one uh so this one used to keep me up at night when i was younger when i used to because i used to watch like the the creepypasta like readings on youtube and it'd be like oh yeah yeah in russia in the year 18 blah 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 anyway there's a few really good short films of the russian sleep experiment that i've seen that are really really cool um but like they suffered because of their source material, because the end of the Russian sleep experiment, the beginning is super scary and creepy, yeah. but then the end gets just so absurd and ridiculous that it's just so stupid. Um, <laughs> so basically what the well, Russian tell sleep me more, experiment Jack. I don't know. Is... <laughs> tell me more, um, tell me more. Basically, uh, the Russians hear that the Germans have some sort of super drug um, that lets them uh, that lets a soldier march for 24 hours straight. And the Americans are giving their soldiers some sort of formula that that gives them immense strength and endurance. Um, this uh, is during World War II. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler okay. alert. It's just meth and cocaine. Um, dope. <laughs> so the Russians were like, we need to develop. Our no, own Brad, not super dope. drug. Meth and cocaine. <laughs> oh, sorry, nice sorry, 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 nice sorry. Sorry. How do we get just as lit as them? <laughs> I mean, like, basically, because, like, yeah. like, all of the Nazis, including Hitler, were just on cocaine constantly. Um, which is really uh. fun. People like to be like, you know, um, Hitler actually... Uh, Hitler was a Hitler made a bunch of anti-smoking ads um, when he was in power. The Nazi Party officially was against smoking, and he didn't drink, and he was ve- vegetarian because he loved animals. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay, he also slaughtered twelve million people <laughs> and was on cocaine the entire time. Um, so well, that makes more sense now. You giving you you giving you take. Um, so the Russians nope. were like, we need our own, we need super cocaine essentially which reminds me of a funny story i know a pharmaceutical chemist who did a bunch of work with cocaine um and he was like it was super weird because it showed up just in a brown box and we opened it up and it was just this big bag of cocaine of just pure cocaine um and i was like why were you guys researching cocaine and he goes we were trying to see if we could synthesize a stronger version of it to be used during like surgeries or some some form of something in the medical field um and you just legally sh- buy cocaine and like pure cocaine well i guess if you're a pharmaceutical research company you can just have right. co- you can just have cocaine shout out to carrie you're wicked cool um hmm. uh so the russians want to make their own drug so they take a bunch of prisoners of war some germans and they go yo um, do you guys want to come do this, uh, sleep experiment? We're going to try to keep you awake for a long time, but at the end of it, uh, we'll free you guys. And they're like, okay, well, yeah, obviously we either die in prison or we die during this experiment or we get free. So they were like, yeah, obviously we're going to do the experiment. Um, <laughs> the Russians had no, in. I don't know why this point is even made, but the Russians are like, we have no intention of releasing them after the experiment. <laughs> um, so it's just like such a pointless plot point. Um, 
So the goal is to get these men to stay asleep, uh, to stay awake for 30 days. Um, so they get put into a room that has beds and like a bookshelf full of books that they could read or whatever. So, um, they, uh, pump the gas. The, the drug is, is, is in gas form. They pump the gas into the room, um, and the soldiers don't need to sleep. They are staying awake for the first few days are fine. Um, a few, a week into it and they are, um, getting more irritable, uh, and eventually they get really, they start getting really, really angry. Um, and they start like, um, smearing like paper and feces all over the walls. Like they're ripping pages out of books and sticking them on the walls. Um, and there's this, there's a few windows that the experience, the Russian scientists can look into. Um, and these windows get covered up. And so, they can still hear the men though. And they're like, okay, so we're going to just leave this. This is fine. Um, but eventually one day they check in and only one of the man, one of the men respond. So they go, okay, everyone get to the opposite corner of this room. We're going to stop pumping in the gas and everyone needs to, um, everyone needs to, 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 to stay calm. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to reset everything. Um, so they stop pumping. Uh, so they open the door and they see, um, that many of the men have um, self-mutilated themselves. Um, some of them just have, like, random cuts. Some of them have... Um, thi- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, some of them have things torn out of their... Bobby, I said yeah because Bobby showed a picture of what they apparently look like. Um, it's so horrifying. They, they, they look like these ghouls. Um, some of them are eating themselves. Some of them are trying to eat each other. Um, and the Russians are like, stop, stop, stop this. Um, and the, all they're doing is screaming that they need more gas. They need more gas. Um, I need so more gas. They, they're like, give me the gas. Um, so they start like the Russians just start shooting them um, and like trying to trying to just like kill them because they start attacking the, the Russian soldiers and scientists. Um, but they're like not dying or anything. Um, and one of them, not 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 to like spoil the end of Uncharted, the original, the first game. This is basically the end of Uncharted, the first game. Really, it's just like a bunch they of like did. weird mutant, a weird bunch of weird mutant men from like weird Russian German experiments or some shit. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> and I they didn't like know look that. exactly like what you were showing me, Bobby. Except they're like oh, weird monkey oh. men. Yeah. So but anyway, I never played yeah, Uncharted so, once, so I wouldn't know. So they get taken. It's not amazing. In- the, it, I mean, it spawned like. Uh, don't people really like the Uncharted series? Yeah, I think it's a fine series. That first one though is not amazing. Oh, okay. Um, so the uh, participants in the study, the Germans, get taken to surgery to get put back together, essentially. Um, and while they're doing this, there's like a weird part about an, the nurse who's performing surgery is like like kind like falling in love with one of the germans or something um it's like oh she was entranced by him blah blah and i'm like this is just so unnecessary and we like this is the point as soon as they open the room the story is just so dumb um and then okay this is the stupidest part and this is why i am no longer scared of this story (laughs) um because you are like oh just not going to sleep like causes these people to go insane 
but they're like oh but what kind of insane let's let's explain insanity for some reason um so one of the scientists is like i saw something horrifying in the study in the participant of the study um and the participant he like keeps asking him questions and the part the 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 german prisoner is like Oh, I am what humanity runs from. Every time you go to sleep, you're pushing me away. And, like, the whole moral of the story is, like, humans sleep to keep away their, like, dark, evil selves. Oh, see, something. Jack, and I then... liked that part. I thought no, that was it's cool. so dumb. It's like, oh, my God. It's way cooler if they just go insane rather than it's like, you sleep to hide your evil, your evil secret desires. <laughs> it's like, why would sleep put that away? I don't get it, it. I don't know. It does, though. I mean, when people don't sleep, the crazy things can happen. You know, this was like this was like this kid, like his mother, like he was like eating breakfast before school and his mother like came down and was like was like annoyed at him because she didn't sleep and like he didn't do his chores or something so she yelled at him and he's like <laughs> not sleeping we we must we sleep to hide our evil selves because I mean, my mom didn't sleep because my mom didn't sleep and now she's mad at me it's like this is so it's just so dumb I'm i hate mom it. and i'm mad <laughs> yeah it's like literally that it's so dumb. sleep last night. <laughs> like, I am convinced that every single person who writes creepypastas is no older than 17 years old. 17 <laughs> is the max age. And they are like, and they're like, they're the, they're the quiet kid in your English class who whenever there's like a lecture going on, whenever you don't explicitly need to be reading the book that like is assigned for English class, they're reading some random fantasy novel. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. are the kinds of people, not no hate to, to those people, but like <laughs> you guys, like the, those are the people who are writing creepypastas <laughs> and they're shit writers. They're people who think that they're good writers because they read a lot. And they're like, I read a lot. I know how to write good. But in, in fact, they write like they write terribly because all of these creepy bosses are so freaking bad. Jackie, you gotta they're watch so over bad. Our fanfic listeners. Fanfic listeners. Or creepy um, I'm listeners. sure your fanfics are great. If you're listening and you're like, my fanfics aren't bad. I'm 17. I read when the teacher's giving a lecture. It's like Okay, send me, uh, send some of your fanfic to brainbogpodcast at gmail.com and I will read it. We will do a creepy we'll pasta fanfic episode yeah. part two where if we get enough of them, we'll do it. We'll, we'll react to them. Um, well, I think that I think this thing that a lot of like of first time writers suffer from is a lack of editing and review from so, so an outside party <laughs> and learning get, like offended. Oh, yeah. Le no, but well, learning how thing. to take yeah. like, constructive criticism on your writing because you I, as someone who like also at one point in your life tried to write um i tried to, to write to be, who didn't try you, to write you, know? you need to learn how to be humbled in a way so that you can sort yeah. of see outside of like your own perspective like the way your writing is perceived by others and like learn how to incorporate that feedback into becoming a, a good writer because i think every Dude, good yeah, writer has to start out as a bad writer but i think a lot of uh 
first time writers can't get past that first hump and they're just like no what i write yeah. is good and i don't need anyone else's feedback and i don't need to yeah. grow from hearing any of that you know what i mean so yeah when, it's I, when like, I was well, a senior go ahead Jack. Oh, yeah well i was just gonna say any like any first time anytime you do anything first like mm-hmm. good good anything you start as bad of that thing mm. you know like you listen exactly. to our first podcast like we have no idea what we're doing and like i don't even know if we're good now but <laughs> i like to think we've improved at least do you ever see the like uh, confidence graph of like like when you're a beginner it's like a line graph and it's like beginner and then expert at the bottom and then the, yeah, the yeah, vertical yeah, yeah. side is like confidence and like beginners mm-hmm. always start off like as confident as an expert it's like, and then they become humble the, pretty quickly that's called the dunning kruger yeah. effect What's it called? The Dunning-Kruger effect. Basically, the Dunning- people, who don't, effect. The people who don't realize they know little are tend to be more confident in what they think they know. Yeah. And then people who <laughs> yeah. know more tend to be less confident because they realize how little they know. Or I like think we've realize talked about that there's this so much. It came before, up. Right? Um, it came up on another episode. I don't remember which yeah. one now, but yeah, the, yeah, the Dunning Kruger effect is what the, you're um, looking at there. Um, so I was more confident as an animator in high school than I was when I started college, um, mm. because I didn't know how much there was to learn yeah. until I went to college and actually started to learn. And then you get humbled uh, and you realize, like, oh my god, there's so much that I don't yeah. know. And even though you're getting better, you realize like there's still so much I could learn, and that makes you less confident or less like overconfident where it's like someone like you said in high school you're like oh look at me i yeah. downloaded an illegal thing of like fucking after effects i'm the best no, blender in the world. Free. you can get you can get blender and you can get free things uh, okay i was talking about I myself did. that's what i did in no high yeah i um <laughs> i had a I use, uh, i used blender and um pencil and pencil nice was bad i also use pivot pivot is sick pivot is a stick figure if you mm-hmm. like no meme if you're listening to this and you're like whoa dude um animation sounds cool you know jack's studying animation bobby does a lot for work brent does a brent does a lot but not as much as bobby animates. i'm more of an like, editor than an animator yeah. but you know yeah um <laughs> legitimately start with pivot it's super simple and it you'll learn like um do your first animation and then watch a video that explains the 12 principles of animation watch it once and then go back and redo your animation um and just see how much you improve just by knowing what 12 principles of animation are and what specifically you should focus um and then as you because that will teach you basic movement and then you can move on to something more complicated where you get into character design and complex structures and skeletons and all that all that good stuff and and frame interpolation and and pacing and all that all that animating for like since i graduated high school and i learned more about animation just talking to you than i did from all those years of actually doing it because you you went to school for it and you've learned all the like basic principles you know yeah yeah when i was a senior in high school my me and my friend we we were writing a comic book called resurgence a nation divided and uh (laughs) stop bobby that's so bad i know that's that's what it was called and 
We. I mean, honestly, if this were like 2014, we could greenlit the, that, that shit right away. Send it straight yeah, to series, yeah, my dude. Honestly, yeah, not three movie, three movie deal, three movie deal. <laughs> so we we wrote the story and we were so proud of it. We were like, this is amazing. This is the best thing we ever wrote ever, and like it's so good. And I remember I brought it to my like high school art teacher who was running that class, and he's like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he just was like this is literally just like um ap- apocalypse now but like you change the names of the characters and we're like eh. but we were humbled and, and then, uh it was pretty funny and then bobby opens up bobby goes home and pulls up netflix and then on recently watched apocalypse now and he's just <laughs> he just he gets he just hits play again and i was like my god he's right he's right um, now we need to make a documentary right. about how we wrote the book or, or whatever, and then it just turns out to be Heart of Darkness, which is a documentary about Apocalypse Now. <laughs> like, Damn it, we just did it again! Oh my I feel like that would be a good time to get into some of the um, sub-genres of, yeah, let's do it. of, uh, of this. So... Um, it's weird because like the sh- what they what what the creepypasta community refers to as subgenres, we would like normal people. Okay, well, I don't want to. If you're now. creepy, <laughs> if you're if you if you're part of the creepypasta community, you are normal. But if you're not part of the community, you would refer to these just as like topics. <laughs> like I like because their subgenres Jack, are you're like already walking on thin ice with these people. They're like murder. <laughs> abduction paranormal activity video game like video game is a subgenre, and it's like right. those aren't genres those are just topics yeah like a movie that talks about murder isn't a murder movie you can have a murder mystery that's a genre but like <laughs> like yeah it's a documentary <laughs> it's just so stupid um so um the video game one is very very popular like what we were talking about before where um the haunted the haunted blue cartridge with missing no and like dead mew or whatever um and and the creepypasta around lavender town in the original original red blue version actually i want to clarify to the people at home i'm sorry missing no was a real thing um but it wasn't under the truck though no it was missing no there was a there was no, one that was more a part of the pasta. where it was like you need to use strength on the truck to push it out of the way and then yeah. Mew is under the truck. Oh my god, um, and I and tried it, like, so hard to like and actually then it got, do it. Like skewed to be like that's where missing no is or something. But the actual creepy pasta is around um Lavender Town um because there was like the song yeah. <laughs> I still um, hate it to this day. Apparently the way like it 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 was like low key scientifically I don't want to say it was scientifically proven but there was like I, um this is the loosest I'm going to this is the loosest I'll ever use this phrase. There was a study I think where <laughs> um where they found like the frequencies that that song played through the Game Boy um would like give people headaches and stuff. And so people thought that Lavender Town, yeah, people thought that Lavender Town was haunted. Um, And somebody like took the the um, sonogram. What's it called when you when you when you when you're looking? They're like it's like waveforms, but not. It's a visual interpretation of music. 
Oh, um, um a spectrometer image? Or? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody took the song and put it into that, and mm-hmm. there was missing no letter Pokemon that spilled out something, and then there was maybe like... Um, you know when you're in that haunted tower in the game and a ghost pops up yeah. before you figure out what kind of ghost Pokemon it is, and that's oh. it's like that like it's like round Hansel. It, it, it's, it looks like it. Hanser, but but round. You know what I mean? It's just a dead Pokemon ghost. It's so horrifying. Yeah. Um, I hated it. It was okay. The the Pokemon ghost image isn't even that. Isn't even that. Dude, scary, I Bobby. I hated it because it wasn't a Pokemon. I was fighting a not a Pokemon. Um, I didn't know what I was fighting, and I didn't like it. Yeah, this is it. This is it. You hate this. And you couldn't catch it, and you couldn't attack it. It was just there to, like, spook you. Right. Um, but, Jack, are you looking at the uh, Audacity Lavender Town um, spectrometer thingy? Yeah. Yeah, Where, it's, it's like... It, like, it's... I. It, w- was that real or was that fake? I thought it was real. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's real. I'm pretty sure it's fake. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll look never at mind. It. <laughs> never mind. I thought it was real. Um, but that was so. That was one um, video game. Uh, 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 creepy pasta. Another one that that Brent had mentioned earlier was Ben Drowned, which is probably the most mm. famous video game creepypasta. Maybe na- nowadays Sonic.exe might be more well-known if you just, like... Obviously, like, my mom is ne- like has never heard of either of these, but, like, like I feel like my brother, like, someone like my brother is more likely to... Someone who's in, you know, internet culture, um, I feel like they're more likely to know Sonic.exe just because it's newer. Sonic.exe um, is, like, evil Sonic, right? basically yeah it's it's dumb it's way dumber than ben drowned is kind of interesting ben drowned gets really interesting um sonic.exe is is um just dumb the whole way through <laughs> um so ben drowned well what ben drowned is is this dude this narrator um buys a used majora's mask cartridge from an old man at a yard sale um, and he goes and plugs it in to his N64 and is like, I'm going to play some Epic Legend of Zelda. Um, and he notices that there is a, since it's a used copy, there's a save data file already there. And whenever I got a used game, I would always go into their save file and see um, what they were doing, mm-hmm. what they had and where they were. Yeah. So naturally, he, he he does that. And he goes in um, and he's as Link in the middle of Clock Town, but everything is is off it's it's weirdly dark um there are no residents of the town there um and he can constantly hear the happy mask salesman's laugh over and over again um and he he can't um he can't uh progress the game by like manipulating time with his ocarina and stuff um and so he's like all right i'll just try killing myself and seeing if if this resets the game or whatever. So there's like a pond or, or, or a fountain or something nearby. And he jumps into it in order to drown link. And, and when link dies, he like grabs his face and starts screaming. And then you can hear the happy mass salesman laugh. Um, and he flashes on the screen a few times, smiling and laughing. And then the elegy, of emptiness is it the elegy of emptiness 
Elegy of something. Uh, yeah, the Elegy of Emptiness, which is... The, there's a point in the game where there are four statues of each of the great races of Hyrule. Um, so there's a Goron, there's a Deku, mm -hmm. there is um, the mermaid people, who I cannot remember the name of, who my brother totally was would, because he's a huge... Legend of Zelda fan. And then there's human and the human looks like link, except his face is like super, super weird. Um, let me send you boys an image because you guys have to see what this that as soon as you see it too, you'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I'm scared. Um, I'm scared. Bobby's skilled. He's so scared. Okay. There's something so unsettling about like video games coming to life like this or like being like possessed. Okay, so that's that's what the elegy of emptiness's face looks like for some reason. Um in the actual nope, game. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the actual game, that's what it looks like. And nope, and so um I thought that this was an edit because this this image of Link has since become the like sort of face of the Ben Drowned creepypasta. So right. this statue appears in his game and starts following him around along with the happy mask salesman. Um, and eventually they all um, like stop and turn towards the screen. And they're so they're like all of the characters are looking through the TV screen at the narrator who's playing. Um, and he's like, okay, this is really weird. So he stops. Um, but apparently, um, by he, it said that he looked on the back of the cartridge and maybe saw an address or saw a phone number or something. Either way, there was some information on the back of the cartridge that led him to the information that the previous owner of this game cartridge, Ben, had was a 12 year old little boy who drowned and now his spirit haunts the majora's mask cartridge uh, um <laughs> and it's like okay well that's kind of dumb and so by drowning link um the narrator has uh released the spirit of ben from the cartridge um so near the end of the story we find out that uh, ben has taken over the narrator's life and has been posting um, lies online. And the only reason we know the truth is because the narrator's roommate found a note that he left, but then the narrator disappeared forever. Um, so these were written in... This story was written in 2010. That's the end of the original Ben Drowned uh, creepypasta, is that he released an evil spirit and disappeared. Um, I didn't know that this was the first part in a three-part series where the next two parts have almost nothing to do with uh zelda or this game cartridge <laughs> um so hmm. the second story comes okay. out and it's called the moon children and so if you've ever played majora's mask um inside of the moon are these spirits called the moon children. I don't, they're, they, it's kind of ambiguous. I call them spirits, but they could, they're beings um, called the moon children. And there's five of them. If you include skull kid who is, and if you've ever played Majora's mask, skull kid is the one who is wearing the titular mask, the Majora's mask. Um, right. 
and so there's four other ones and each one of them is is wearing the mask of a major boss um and they just sort of are like there i haven't played the game myself so i don't exactly remember what they do but they're inside the moon and they're just like these these weird beings um so a few days weeks maybe after ben it has escaped from the cartridge this new cult shows up in the world called the moon children um and they are like preaching about how their their original founder um, has been reincarnated in a new life every time he's died and eventually the father will ascend to the heavens um, and Luna, the moon goddess, will come down. Um, and it's essentially a doomsday prophecy. They they think that they think that something bad is going to happen. I think since this takes place in 2010, the second part of the story was released after 2012, but it's heavily implied in the story that the 2012 sort of end of the Mayan calendar was when they also were predicting the end of their world to be. Um, So basically the end of the story is just that the end of the moon children part two story is, um, um, is just that the father has ascended and, and Luna, the moon God goddess has come down. Um, So then in March of this year was when part three of this story came out. What? Um, And part three is called the Ascension. Why did I write it down? Avatar. I think it was the rise of Skywalker between sequels. (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. Basically. Do you know what I really Avatar? The first episode of Avatar aired in 2005. Avatar is 15 years old. The last Airbender Avatar? The last Airbender came out in 2005. What? I didn't realize it was that old. high school. Jeez. You see, you you unintentionally made a reference to Avatar because they used to make, like, the breaks between the seasons were so long. Like, season one and season two, the breaks. It's just an Avatar thing, man. Yeah, it's they an must Avatar have just thing. been. They must have just played because re- I remember close to Avatar pulling the trigger on watching that show. <gasps> oh, it's well, so it is good. Like, very close. It's like number two. Me and Chris, you were talking training, about, right? Yeah, me and Chris were talking a bit about it last night. Dude, so name we're, me we're one other show that has survived it. for fifteen years. True. And listen, yeah. Christy already knows the element shapes because she made them into pins for me. Oh, That's true. She's already ahead. She's already ahead. I don't even know. I know. Is fire just the the flame with the like cut on the bottom taken out of it? Is that the symbol for fire? Um, I can't actually remember. Yes. It's like it, they all have like circle swirls in them. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the third the third story is called God. This it, it gets so like I didn't know about these next two parts. I had known about Ben Drowned when it first came out. Um. I didn't know about these next two parts until I was doing my research. Um, The Awakening. It's called The Awakening. Um, So the synopsis of The Awakening is two years after an unknown societal collapse in 2018. um, Eight years after the 2012 phenomenon. And the 2012 phenomenon was was when the father ascended and and Luna, the goddess, uh, came down. Um, so this, along with these stories, um, the narrator had a YouTube channel that they would post to. And the YouTube channel um, in March 2020 started um, uploading again. 
uh, by a new person named Jadis, um, who recounts who who basically just says the entire history of everything that's happened in that alternate world up until now. Um, so in that time since uh, the 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 father the father who ascended was revealed to be like actually the original creator of the cult um reborn so they were right about their leader being reborn every time he died um and so apparently this per the father who's named kelbris um killed the narrator from the original story and now the narrator's spirit is trapped inside of that cartridge instead of ben what um and so and and so as of right now where the story stands it's it's unknown what happened to cause the world to be in this societal collapse uh post collapse um they call it a modern day great depression well you know we're only Uh, two years behind in real life yeah well no 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 this is this is this is um this is 2020 this is uh, oh i thought it was 2018 with this no 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 with this third part of um, the societal collapse happened in 2018. Gotcha. Um, but with this new part, they're they're catching us up to they're catching the story up to to real life right now, the real, um, real timing. So okay. basically, um, it's uh, Jadis claims that part of the cause, um, was um some disease that was only known as heroes, and it wasn't, and it's an acronym, but we don't know what the acronym stands for, and we don't know what it does or or anything else other than the name of it um there's a there's another main character introduced named sarah and her title she's like known as 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 the second player um and this um this uh this sarah girl um the Sarah girl um, finds and releases um, the original narrator's spirit from the cartridge. And Let me guess. That... She gets trapped in the cartridge next. No. Oh, no, that's God. the end of it. That's the end of it right now. Um, so no one's trapped in the cartridge anymore? No. not as. Uh, I guess no one's in, no one's in the... Um, yeah, no one's in the cartridge anymore. Well, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good. Yeah, ending. it's just such a it's just such a weird thing to go from some stupid like urban legend like oh this game cartridge is haunted to um, a globalist cult that has <laughs> yeah, brought no. upon the end of the world. It's you know, just it's so... that classic trap of escalation. You know, in story <laughs> yeah. writing, you know, it's you hate just to see so it happen. Weird. I, like... The funny thing is, like the the original version, like the Ben Drowned, is like the basic first story you talked about. I had heard of before. Um, yeah, I, mean, I didn't realize I had heard of it before until like you got halfway through it. I'm like, oh shit, I've heard about this one before because like I've heard a few different like weird sort of like creepy pasty sort of video game related stories before, mm-hmm. but this one, I was like, oh shit, I, I actually have heard of this one before. Yeah, I've heard of like um, Pokemon based ones that are like very, very similar to this, where like someone bought like a yellow version cartridge at a garage sale and like they got home and someone from the game talks to them through the game and stuff like that. Oh, I have heard that one. Wait, maybe it's Pokemon one. Black or something? 
Oh my god, there there was um <laughs> what was it? Pokemon Blood Red? Was it Pokemon Blood Red? Oh, I think I've heard of that one too. There was a rumor that at the end of Pokemon Diamond or Pearl, um do you remember the museum near that mining town that has that really big piece of coal? Yeah. Um there was a a a rumor going around going around my school at least. I don't know how widespread it was, but that depending on the ending that you that that you could there were certain steps that were hard to avoid where one of them was you have to put a lot of flying type pokemon into your box like the whole game yeah um and something happens where at the end all of the flying types get mad at you and go and grab that piece of coal and drop it on your character what yeah it was the weirdest it was the weirdest like like rumor yeah, I don't know if it was it might have been just my school, but it was like I was like that's so weird, man. <laughs> um Yeah, there's ones where there's been like ones where it's been like I found what I thought was a Pokemon crystal cartridge, but it turned out to be Pokemon Midnight Black. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. It, in all of the Pokemon it was completely normal except all of the Pokemon had red bleeding eyes. <laughs> right. And it's like it's like this is dumb. That's every by the way, that's every single video game creepy pasta <laughs> is I thought it was this game. Okay, well I'll just use the example of Sonic.exe, probably the second most famous video game creepy pasta. Um Sonic.exe, we uh again, this one um came out in 2014. Um Sonic.exe is even it's way dumber. It is so much worse than Ben Drowned. So it starts and we have this guy who goes I'm a huge Sonic fan. Mm-hmm. And I which already is a red flag because if you like the Sonic games, there is something <laughs> mentally wrong with you. Because hey, Sonic- wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Listen, Sega does what Nintendo don't, okay? <laughs> It's just so like I'll admit okay, the first the first like couple of Sonic games were were alright. The 2D Sonics are pretty good. I've never Sonic played Col- any of them. Yeah. Sonic Colors is alright. Sonic Generations, only the old good levels are good. So this kid is like I I I even this is what he said. This is how I know that it's it's the worst thing ever and that I'm in for a ride, is because they go, I'm even a fan of the older games i usually play the new games and i'm like oh my god you are one of those like if you're a sonic fan because you like og sonic or you like new sonic mania because it's literally just classic sonic but new um like that's fine um but if like this kid is like so one day i was playing sonic unleashed which is like one of the worst sonic games of all time um and he's like i was playing sonic unleashed when my mom told me to go get the mail and I went and got the mail, and there was a there was a CD in my mailbox with a note from my best friend. And then it goes, "Let's call him Kyle." And it's like this whole story is made up. Just say best friend Kyle. You don't need to say let's call him Kyle. Um, and the note along with the CD says <laughs> says I can't take it anymore. They're driving me crazy. He's coming after me. 
I need to, I can't destroy it. I hope you can. Whatever you do, don't play this game. Just destroy it. And I'm like, why doesn't, why, it, why does Kyle have the, have this quote unquote strength to, 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 to write this note out and, and leave this game in his friend's mailbox, but he can't go chuck it in the river. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't get it. And so, I'm like, I, I like, why didn't Kyle just destroy it? Like, this story is so poorly written. So then our narrator is like, so I looked at the CD and there was a piece of tape on it and written in a black Sharpie on the tape. It said Sonic.exe. And I thought to myself, well, I'm a huge Sonic fan. I have to play this game. <laughs> and it's like, this is the stupid, this is the stupidest thing I have ever read in my entire life. So then he goes on to be like, I loaded up the game and the 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 main menu screen it 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 was for the original Sonic and I went, "Oh, a classic. Nice." Um, but there was no water. It was hyper-realistic blood and the logo was all rusty. And instead of saying Sega copyright 1993, it said Sega 666. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? This oh. is this this is the stupidest thing." It's like there's an somebody made an actual video game of Sonic EXE that does exactly what he claims the game does. It's like um, way it's less the, scary when you actually see it. Like Yeah, it's like the dumbest shit ever. He talks about how he goes and loads into the game level one as and, and this is what he does. He goes He goes I noticed that the playable characters were Sonic or no 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 was not Sonic. It was Tails, Knuckles, and Dr. Robotnik. And I thought <laughs> Dr. Robotnik as a playable character in in the first Sonic game give me a break. <laughs> it's like, that's what you think is weird that you can play as Robotnik. Not that this game is demonic and rusted and bloody. And your friend has been terrorized by it and is telling you to destroy it. So naturally he picks tails yeah. and he loads into the game and he goes, he goes, it was kind of weird when I press start to select tails. Um, I heard Kefka's laugh from Final Fantasy. It was playing over and over again. And I'm like, I know what? that laugh all too well. I I was <laughs> like, Brent's gonna know Brent's gonna know yes. this. I was I played Final Fantasy six like twenty times, my guy. <laughs> isn't 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 Kefka's laugh, isn't is is that the one that's like <laughs> Isn't that it? Or is Kefka's like, laugh? Someone's like I didn't like that. Oh I'm I I'll find it for you right now if you want to keep vamping. <laughs> um Oh, I'll vamp. Yeah, so so you just making noises does not count as vamping. No, no, I got something. So, oh, Brent's found it. Yeah, that came through at all. What the heck? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what I I was trying to make. (laughs) Hold on, I'm playing a video right now, so I can hear it a little better. I was trying to make that noise, but I had the noise in my head. I just couldn't reproduce it. That's a weird um, noise. There's something about like seeing the actual game when it's made. Cause like, I know people make the creepypastas into like actual playable games and they put it on YouTube and stuff. And I think that that takes away any of the creepiness at all because like, yeah. I, I think creepypastas are pretty dumb too, but sometimes when I read them, it, 
it does like give me a little bit of a chill down my spine because I picture myself being a kid and like experiencing. When I was it's, reading, it's, when I was it's, getting scared. It's one of those. I feel like it's one of those things where your imagination probably fills in a lot of the gaps, you know? Yeah. yeah. And probably because it's written like just like some noob on the internet just writing this story to you and you're just like yeah. kind of like filling in a lot of the gaps that are yeah. left because of, you know, the way it's written. Yeah. Your, your well, mind kind of fills in for it. Yeah, yeah, and you're exactly. re- when you're when you when you're 12 and you're reading a scary story that was written by a 16 year old, like you don't realize it was written by a 16 year old, right? You know, yeah, like so you're like, oh my god, no, and like when you're you're so much more forgiving of things and so much like more innocent, naive when you're a kid. Um, but uh, we're not we're not done with his with his adventures in Sonic EXE. Oh jeez, oh, oh no. Um, so he plays his tales. He loads in. And he's like, it was weird. It just said the level was just called Hill 1. It wasn't called Green Hill Zone. And I'm walking through the level and the music starts slowing down. And I see all these all these creatures, all, all, all these things on the side of the level. And I realize that they're all dead animals. And he like, there's like multiple paragraphs where he just describes like mutilated animal corpses. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. He like talks about like a squirrel's like... He's like, you could see its guts hanging out. And I'm like, you're so weird. Why are you spending so much time describing all these mutilated animals? Um, but yeah, eventually so he strange. comes. He's like, we. I, I found Sonic surrounded by dead animal corpses, um, which is redundant. And maybe they maybe they weren't redundant. Um, but he's like, I saw Sonic surrounded by animal corpses. And when he turned around, his eyes were all black, except for a single oh dot God. in the in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. And then Sonic kills Tails. And then <laughs> a message on the screen popped up saying, do you want to play a game? And then he talks about how he plays he plays his knuckles and Sonic continues to like psychologically torture him before he kills Knuckles. And it, the whole thing is he's like, oh, I'm I'm being tortured and manipulated See, that's by this shut the evil game sonic thing yeah and it's like why didn't you just like at that point it's like okay obviously you know something's up and your friend is ba- like uh, like just destroy the game or like don't even like or like contact your friend yeah like it's mm-hmm. 2010 go call your friend um you, like, never of- hear from his friend again <laughs> like what happened he, he never he never brings up he never brings up his friend ever again like he's like i went and talked to kyle about what i saw it's like no he just like has his own um he has his own uh he has his own thing it's just like you gotta just wonder how these him. get so popular like they're so simplistic it must just be because so many kids like are i think it's just dumb kids dude Listen. i think it's also partially meme like i yeah. when, when sonic when sonic.exe was was like first making its rounds around the internet um oh yeah that's what sonic.exe supposedly looks like um, Branch is sent the image to, in. Um, when when Sonic.exe was first going around, um, I never took it seriously, and a lot of people that I know were only sharing it because they thought it was really funny. Um, like I think that one was popular because of just how terrible it was. Have you ever heard the Squidward one? The Squidward Tentacles one. Oh, Squidward! They have lost SpongeBob episode. Squidward's suicide. Yeah, um, that one's yeah. creepy to me. Yeah, you can talk about that one. That so that's that's the last um, creepy pasta that I have. That I was um, that I have like actual notes written written down for. Well, I don't remember too much if you about, talk it. about. If you want to talk about Squidward's suicide, though, it basically I'll just give a quick summary. It's it's just like 
it's supposed to be like a, a SpongeBob executives watch or like the editing room watching like an episode that they just made. And it's like Squidward is giving like a performance in front, like, you know, classic Squidward. He's doing like a clarinet performance and like everyone starts like booing him or something. And it like slowly zooms in on his face and like the crowd noises get louder and louder and his eyes just slowly start to turn like bloodshot red. And like in the creepypasta, the the executives are like freaking out, like, what is this, some sick joke? And then it's like cuts to like Squidward, like in a dark room and he's like contemplating suicide and then shoots himself in the head. And it's like the episode's called like Squidward suicide. It's like it's horrifying because I just picture myself as a kid watching Spongebob and like, oh, like, ugh, I don't like yeah. it at all. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 like that weird. Uh, that like kids like urban legends and rumors when you're a kid are just like so it's so funny. The things we believe as children, really. True. And I think it's funny how personally I feel like the creepypasta like thumbnails are creepier than the story itself usually. They always are. The art for the creepypastas is always scarier than the actual story. Underrated art form. Creepypasta thumbnail art. Underrated art right. form indeed is creepypasta oh. thumbnails. Brent, did you have any uh any uh crazy urban legends that you believed as a kid? Ah, yeah, that's a good question. Um I don't know. We didn't really have anything quite like a creepypasta so much when I was growing up. Like, there were always, like, these sort of, like, weird rumors you would hear about as kids that, like, turned out to be the sort of, like, weird cyclical rumors that, like, would happen that just, like, would, like, change, like, who the people were involved, but, like, were, like, a generational thing. Like, um... Oh, what... What's a good example? Like, there's, like... This one about like, uh, have you guys like heard like the Richard Gear rumor about him or whatever? With, like, I've heard of Gerbils or some shit. Yeah, it, it's like a it's a really stupid rumor. This isn't even creepy at all. It's just like dumb kid bullshit. But like, there was like a rumor that went around there where that said something along the lines of like Richard Gear, like had like had to go to the hospital because he like put like a gerbil in his ass or something. <laughs> Is that where the gerbil in the butt thing comes from? Well, it turns out, like, I guess that's something that's, like, that rumor has existed before Richard Gere, but with, like, other celebrities. Or, like, there'll be, like, the really gross ones where it's like, oh, did you hear, like, that this celebrity had to go and get their stomach pumped because they had, like, so much, like, jizz in their stomach or something? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like, I've heard so many different versions of that story. But apparently that story's existed like forever, but with, like insert celebrity from this decade. And like that's just like one of those rumors that like goes around, but it's just like dumb yeah. kid bullshit, you know? <laughs> so like that that's the kind of stuff I had growing up was like really stupid shit like that. Never really like anything about like weird like rumors or anything other than like maybe like oh that house is haunted you know but it was always yeah. like very specific to like where you lived like oh see that abandoned house over there? it's haunted that's why it's abandoned or whatever you know you didn't that have the collective internet conscious yet consciousness i don't yeah, think i had so any um we didn't quite have anything like that i don't think i had any haunted houses when i was growing up oh um, we did we had tons 
Well, I also oh. didn't believe in haunted houses because I think we might have talked about this before. We probably have, but I live legitimately right next door to a graveyard. Um, no, right. a cemetery. I was having a conversation yeah. with my brother about this the other day. Um, <laughs> graveyards are next to churches and cemeteries are not. So gotcha. it is a it is a cemetery, not a graveyard. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I live literally right next to this graveyard. Um, I or a cemetery and I never like saw ghosts or anything or really believed in ghosts. Like we would play in the graveyard sometimes. Don't tell, I don't I think that's uh, there was the well, cuz there were two trees. One was the best tree to climb ever and one was this big huge evergreen that was so old that its bottom branches had grown out really far. So yeah. around it was like a room um because there was the trunk and then uh like the outer wall of um outer wall of of leaves needles stuff so we would just sit like inside that tree um and like car like cars would like drive by and like see us in the graveyard um and like very clearly we were playing i like found like a hobo st- i i called it a hobo stash but i think it was just like i think it was a druggies um like kit for something it, there wasn't any needles gotcha. but it, there was like a little altoids case and it had like it had like matches in there and just like random like little bits of shit like in a hobo someone was probably smoking pot out there or something yeah, but, yeah um, probably I, I, now that you bring it up it, it's occurring to me now that like i did have sort of one creepy pasta like experience in my life and it's gonna sound dumb to you guys now because it's like uh, obvious that this thing is like very fake now but the Blair Witch Project, when that first happened, I was in high school, I was like in middle school when the Blair Witch Project was like the first, was this first of its kind of that like found fi- footage style of film. Yeah. And at the time, like all the things going around were like, this is real. This is a real thing. And so like at the time, like that was definitely like a big thing where like we all thought it was real. I remember we all got together for a sleepover one night and we rented the movie we oh, watched that's awesome. it, and then, like my friend's dad, whose house we were sleeping over at, was like going around outside, like tapping on the windows and shit, and like trying to creep us out while we were Wait, watching. Wait, that's the movie. so much fun! He was like running yeah. around outside and like being a total creep weirdo, freaking us <laughs> out while we were already freaked out watching the Blair Witch Project. But like having seen that movie now, I was like, oh, this isn't scary. This is dumb and fake. But like leading up yeah. to watching it, I was like, oh my god. Oh my god! Yeah, because found footage real. like found footage like wasn't you know? a thing before Blair Witch. See, I had the yeah, opposite like experience because like... my first horror movie was the movie Quarantine, and at the time I thought it was dumb, and now I think I'd have PTSD watching it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, right. Technically, actually... that wasn't my first horror movie, but uh, it was the first one where I actually like thought it was Got supposed scared. to be real. Or I should I should have said found footage horror movie because that's also a found. Sure. Footage sure. Okay. Got. Yeah. 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 I'm not really into um, horror movies. I like found footage films. I think they're fun, except for Skinwalker Ranch. That was the worst film I've ever seen, and I will stand by that till I die. <laughs> um, you heard it here first, folks. Skinwalker Ranch, trash movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, you actually heard it a few weeks ago Oof. first. Um, yeah, maybe like Bobby a said that. Yeah. Um. Well, that's oh, all boys. I have for creepy yeah. pastas. We're approaching the um, one hour forty minute mark. <laughs> Yeah, yeah well, that's all we got. I mean, we spent the first like fifteen minutes talking about yeah, other things, but we, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 
Still, that was fun. That was a fun conversation. I that was a that. really fun conversation. It, yeah. I needed that that little conversation right now. So the um at the end of the uh so all in all with uh, creepy pastas, um just uh read SCPs and watch ARGs. Don't even bother with creepy pastas. <laughs> They're not worth your time. Uh, <laughs> or play control. Why would you? Why would you ever read a creepy pasta when you could instead read an SCP? <laughs> Jack's life statement. <laughs> That is my life statement. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as we said Definitely. at the beginning and somewhere in the middle, if you want to get in contact with us, um, the easiest way, the thing that I see the fastest, it's actually interesting because if you want to contact Brent directly, I would say go through Twitter. Um, Bobby is probably the most active on our on our Instagram. Um, and <laughs> I, I just happen to see emails first out of the three of us usually it's the triad um, yeah so <laughs> our email again is brainboggled podcast at gmail.com that's brainboggled podcast at gmail.com you can find mm. us on twitter at brainboggled pod you mm. can find us on instagram at brainboggled or on our website brainboggledpodcast.com Hell yeah. And Woo. if you liked what we if you liked what you heard here today and were like, dang, I've listened to all 50 something other episodes that they have. Well, guess what? You haven't unless you're a patron at our one dollar <gasps> tier. At least uh, you can get access to all of our bonus content. We post oh, about yes. one a month, uh, an extra little bonus pod where we talk about usually right now it's been movies. We have an extended pod on there. Um, yeah, we just did one it, on Inception. Yeah. If we get um, stuff like if we got like uh, like at the beginning, we had we I had said if you if you send in a bunch of uh, fan fiction that you wrote or creepypastas you want us to react to. Um, that's something that we would probably do on our Patreon as a bonus episode. Um, stuff mm. that doesn't really fit into our regular uh, a regular brain bog formula, basically. Yeah, we get uh, a little loose in there, get a little loosey goosey. Yeah, this isn't yeah. loosey goosey enough for you. <laughs> yeah, even looser in there. We like we get um, loosier and goosier. Yeah, yes. so check us out on all those things. Um, if you liked us, feel feel free to support us. It would really, really help us out. Um, you can also buy our merch. Um, all of all of our links are in our show notes, or um, you can find you can find links to everything too on our website. If you want to just go to one thing, you can find everything from thebrainballedpodcast.com. dot com. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, uh, thanks, we really guys. appreciate it. Yes, thanks for joining uh, and, us for a little while and having some fun with us. And again, like we said at the beginning, um, that website I mentioned, blacklivesmatters.card.co. If you want to help out with anything with that, go check that out too. And that is dot .card, C-A-R-R-D. R-R-D dot .co. Dot co. Yes. Um, thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Peace. See you next week. Right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.